You know, I know we all, we all got our doubts about the last election. And I want to assure you, I share the concerns of millions of Americans about voting irregularities. And I promise you, come this Wednesday, we'll have our day in Congress. We'll hear the objections. We'll hear the evidence. But tomorrow is Georgia's day. So for our faith, for our freedom, we need you to vote, Georgia. Vote to send David Perdue and Kelly Leffler back to the United States Senate. Wow. Thanks, CNN, for that clip. Unless there's something we don't know, it looks like the courage of men failed yet again. Carthago Delinda Est. The deep state and its tentacles must be destroyed. Hello and welcome to Everything's Political. I'm your host, Taya Shoemake. You can find us online at everythingspolitical.org. You can email the show at podcast at everythingspolitical.org. Shout out to Magic Man Joe Strecker, producer extraordinaire, and one of the coolest cats I know. So, again, that clip from CNN, Mike Pence. I promise you, come this Wednesday, he said, we will have our day in Congress. We'll hear the objections. We'll hear the evidence. Hmm. And then he talks about faith. Isn't it interesting how they always go to faith? And he goes into a longer uh, speech about faith, and he's, he's pandering to the um, Christians in the, that is always a distraction. I'm not saying he's not a Christian. He professes to be. Uh, I can't see inside his heart. I know he lied. In case there's something I don't know, I know he's a liar. Um, but they always do that as a bait and switch. Forget that I'm not going to do what I say I'm going to do. That I didn't do what I said I was going to do. Um, Let's talk about Jesus. You know, he needs to be very careful about doing that. Because he's heaping a lot of judgment upon himself. Again, unless there's something we don't know. So, yes, the courage of men fails yet again. Um, kind of disappointing. I wrote a post over at everythingspolitical.org, and it was too on-the-fence Republicans. Uh, again, we're equal opportunity agitators here. Um, but, well, I guess this post will just say it all. So I started out paraphrasing Chesterton, G.K. Chesterton. And I say to them, it isn't that you don't see the solution, it's that you don't see the problem. And that's probably addressing half of the Republicans. The other half do see the problem and they're just complicit in it, right? In any given situation, we are either ignorant or complicit. Now, ultimately, they serve the same purpose, right? If you're ignorant, you're going to go along with the complicit. That's what we found up at the state house when we fought the three-year battle to remove the race to the top, surreptitious data mining, um, the Common Core, quote, standards, substandards, I, I should say, 
um, but to remove the federal government from Ohio classrooms. And everybody should be in agreement with that. Um, so you're either ignorant or complicit. And everything's political. We want to be complicit in the agenda of liberty. Wherever liberty falls, that's the side we're on. Now, Republicans claim to be on that side. They fail miserably at governing according to that claim. So it's ironic at best that Republicans find themselves on the very perilous path as their predecessors, the Whigs. Okay, the Whigs, they couldn't decide whether to scratch their watch or wind their butts, right? Who do we cater to? The abolitionists in the North, you know, the state rights people in the South, we don't know. Well, guess what happens? Up came the Republican Party, which was the last successful third party, 1854, when they started winning seats. Okay, so the Whigs were also on the fence about whom they would serve. And, you know, in many ways, I say it's 1854 all over again, but it's also 1861 with a generous portion of 1776 mixed in. But, you know, in case they are aware or unaware, January 6th was not as much, and we said this before, about who is sitting in the Oval Office. It really isn't. It's about the viability and the future of the Republic. And if you're ignorant of that, then that's a huge problem. It's an even bigger problem if you're complicit in it. Because guess what, we the people, we have no redress. That is our last, when all of the institutions are corrupt, that is the final redress. And if the elections, it looks like our, our entire election system has been privatized and usurped right under our noses. There are only three reasons that exist for any elected employee to not give attention to these, the mounds of voter irregularities. And again, if we don't have integrity in our election process, it's over. The Republic's done. Just get your house in order. So one of those reasons, they know the evidence is unambiguous. And they don't have the courage to act accordingly. That's a huge part of it. Look, we all struggle with courage. But we were not given spirits of fear and timidity. The other reason is they fear it could lead to a reversal of the results. Well, if the results are fraudulent, you know, that's, what do you do? <laughs> do you allow fraudulent results to stand? Are you telling me that's an easier path? Are you telling me you can get up and look at yourself in the mirror every morning? Well, maybe that's the problem, Joe. They just, they don't care. 
They're just really pathetic, progressive losers that want to destroy the Republic. And they're winning. And their last reason, and this could be lumped in with the first two, I guess, is that they're really only in D.C. for the parties, the lobbyists, you know, the lobbyist dinners and the uh, the loose men and women, or ah men and ah women, should we say, Joe? So that's an issue for we the people, because how do you get rid of these elected employees if the elections are fixed? And let me tell you, if you think <laughs> that Republicans, that many of them, many of them here in Ohio, and on the state level, we'll get into that later because we're doing a lot of investigation here about our elections and what's been going on here for quite a few years. But if you think that Republicans haven't made deals with our enemies, uh, I got a bridge to sell you in Alaska. Look, they are every bit and more what they accuse Democrats of, of doing. Actually, they don't have to accuse Democrats. At least Democrats stab you. They, they come at you stabbing, right? They're unambiguous about their course of action. We know they want to destroy the, the Republic. The Republicans are just more clandestine about it because they still want to get invited to all those parties and lobbyist dinners and have access to those loose men and women. And there's probably a lot more of them than we know. So, you know, what I don't think they understand is that if the Republic is finished because of fixed elections, so are they. Right? I, I don't think they understand that those, those two things are inextricably connected. And I'm not talking about me. The Republican Party lost me years ago. I'm talking about the 75 million other people who were busy doing other things the last few decades, not paying attention. Um, you know, they're starting to see now. And I tell you, some of those people are cray-cray because they just realized they've been duped for the last 30 years. So cognizant of it or not, the Republican Party is in the same position that they've continued to put all of us lowly serfs in time and time again. And that's fight or perish. And in a little sick, twisted way, that kind of makes me want to do the Snoopy dance. Because I'm like, whatever, just let it all burn. If any of us survive, we'll rebuild. Because I don't see any institution, long-standing institution, on which we've traditionally um, relied, having the courage to do the right thing. So, you know, whatever election insurance Republicans think they may have pur purchased by remaining complicit I think will be termed out the second America's enemies get all their people in place. And they will. 
I wrote in the piece that in that faint chuckle they hear would be, it would be our enemies laughing at you, at the Republicans, because Republicans actually think that these type of people will keep their word. So I quote again, I've done this often because I think we all need to take the oath. Um, they had one job. Republicans had one job. And also, it wasn't, by the way, Mike Pence wasn't asked to reverse the election and declare Donald Trump the winner. I know that's the rumor going around. I know that's the mainstream media's mantra. But even Mike Pence himself said he welcomed the objections that they will be heard and the evidence will be heard. And that's all anybody was asking to vet this mound of irregularities. Otherwise, why vote? So the oath that they took was to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Now, just to clarify, I thought it was wise here to add, given the confusion of some people in D.C., that doesn't say it's so it says to support and defend Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Doesn't say get into bed with all enemies, Joe. Hashtag Swalwell. Rather defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. To bear true faith and allegiance to the same. To take this obligation freely without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion and to well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which I am about to enter. So help me, God. <sighs> Feel like Aragorn, only he's speaking to, to, to an empty field. There may come a day when the courage of men fail. And I guess it is that day. You know, to say that the 1776 revolution was fought over a lot less than what's going on around us is not hyperbole. And Republicans, I'm putting that in air quotes, have had plenty of opportunities to right the ship throughout the last however many decades. So in failing to fortify the integrity of our elections, it's actually hard to imagine he'll care whether or not they ever win another one. I mean, who cares? It's rigged anyway. Do you think Rob Portman hasn't made a deal? <laughs> Come on. He's as deep state as it gets. I'll read you his ridiculous response next time. So, you know, and I got to add this, Joe, because this is my thing here with Ohio. This applies every bit as much, if not more, to Ohio Republicans, the supermajority of whom allowed the tyrannical Lord Farquaad and his merry band of Republican progressives to shut down our means of production and, by extension, provision for our families and communities, affecting the mental and physical health of hundreds of thousands of Ohioans, if not more. 
the revolution was fought over a lot less than what's going on. Fraudulent elections, shutting down a private company's means of production, start finding and funding replacements. That's if we can ever get free and fair elections back. If not, get the house in order. <laughs> it's crazy. Everything under heaven is in utter chaos, said Mao Zedong. The situation is excellent. Interesting quote. Spot on for what's going on. I'm just going to address this, Joe, quickly about what went on in the Capitol on January 6th. There's a lot of rumors out there. There are a lot of rumors. Sorry, my subject verb agreement suffers when I'm caffeine deprived. Look, no normal person desires violence. Okay? Just sheer violence for absolutely no reason. You know, as a gun owner, I never want to draw my firearm on another human being. But guess what? That's not up to me. That's up to the person threatening me or my family or my home. As a citizen, I never want to take back the Republic by force. But that's not up to me. That's going to be up to the government that is threatening me via threatening the Republic. So some think that the, the Capitol breach was, you know, organic. Others say it was a staged Antifa event um, where they usurped the peaceful protesters, which is exactly what, they, what, what Antifa and BLM did to the George Floyd protesters. Uh, I'd like to let things marinate a while because I still, I, I don't think we know all the information. Still a lot we don't know. Names that, that aren't being given. Questions that aren't being answered. And I, I, I think it's okay to say, hey, I don't know what the hell's going on. That's what they should have said about coronavirus. We don't know what the hell is going on with this virus. So wash your hands frequently. Try to socially distance. And if you're sick, stay home. They would have gotten more compliance that way than had they tried to put their thumb on everybody's life. But I digress. So I just want to address this, uh, the sanctimonious swindlers out there who somehow think it's okay to condemn 75 million people or I should say, you know, uh, I think they said maybe it was a million people on the Capitol. There was, you know, less than 1% breached. They're blaming all the, all the Trump supporters. You people suck. You people want violence. You're horrible people. You should never do that again. You know what? I got big, two big freaking words for you, and they're not happy birthday. Talk about a sweeping generalization. And you've got it from everybody on the right. Everybody. There's not one exception. 
So while nobody wants violence, we need to make a distinction between violence to no end and self-defense. Now hear me out. Violence is assault. It's murder, destruction of property. Of course we condemn that. Unchecked, it continues. See the summer of 2020. Self-defense checks the violence and often lessens the recidivism. So if someone breaks into your house to destroy your life, your liberty, or your property, would you use violence to stop them? I would. That's called self-defense. If foreign entities break into your government to harm the republic's life, liberty, and property, would you use violence to prevent its demise? That's the difference we're talking about here. Because if no one in government ever thinks we're going to rise up to prevent a full-blown slide into socialism and communism, first they're wrong. And if I'm not wrong, then the republic is lost still. Not only because they'll never fear us more than the Chinese Communist Party, but also because they made it so elections no longer matter. So stop blaming we the people. Actually, you know what? Actually, don't stop. We like you people to reveal yourselves organically. Why was the war for independence fought? Was it just for sheer violence? Or for self-preservation? The defense or the preservation of the rights that they would have had had they actually been in England. So no one's condoning violence. But even the founder said, when the really bad people, I'm paraphrasing for a few people out there, the vain, aspiring men who seek to usurp the republic, this country will stand in need of its most loyal patriots. They knew, of course, they were a lot, lot smarter than most people walking around today. They studied history. They knew history. And as a student of history, I can tell you that the real violence comes after a submissive citizenry complies with the, quote, new normal of their oppressors. Ask a Holocaust survivor. So go peddle your passive bullshit somewhere else. It's a large reason we're in this mess. And... You know, this has been going on for a lot longer than 2016. And if you talk to Trump supporters, their loyalty lies not in agreement with everything he does and says. I feel like Scott Adams because it's, if I had a dime, Joe, for every time I've ended or wanted to end a statement with, you know, screw you for making me defend Donald Trump. I would be doing this from my yacht in the Caymans. <laughs> I mean, but these people appreciate the fact that 
not only has he been the only president in their lifetime and most of their lifetimes that has actually done what he said he was going to do. Despite the antics of the whiny little female dogs in his own party. Um, but one person put it, he's the only president in my lifetime who has not snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. And that is the normal operating procedure of most Republicans. That's why those two reasons are why you had so many people in the Capitol on January 6th. So the deep state has been trying to destroy and more, and likely has the very man that has stayed the angst of nearly 80 million people for the last three years. That's how effing stupid those people are. Their egos just could not handle it. But I digress. So look. No one wants violence. Right? But that's not always up to us if it becomes a matter of self-defense. And everyone has a role to play here. Some people speak, some people write, some people brought a podcast, some people demonstrate. And yes, many, many more will fight. But if and only if it becomes absolutely necessary. But again, that won't be up to us. Cartago Delinda Est. Until next time, have a great day.